0: Why don't we have a look, please, if you would, in your Bibles, hopefully you brought your Bibles, and let's, uh, let's have a look at Mark chapter 4, if that would be okay. Mark chapter 4, and I'd like, uh, I'd like us to read about this parable that Jesus talked about, and he said that basically this is the most important parable of every parable in the Bible, and we know that because he said, if you don't understand this, you don't understand anything. So this is a key, what we call a key parable. This, is a, this, this understanding, this will unlock doors. This is like the Rosetta Stone of the parables, do you understand? Because you've got to understand this to understand anything else. And he began in verse 1, Mark 4, And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns. And so the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And the other fell on good ground, and it yielded fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth thirty, some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. And then he said to them, "He He that hath ears, let him hear. When he was alone... They that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable, and he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Let's drop down to uh, verse 13. And he said, Know ye not this parable? How then will you know all parables? The sower soweth the word. The seed was the word. And these are they which by the wayside, where the word is sown. But But when they have heard... Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So that means the heart soil was wayside, right? Because he said it was sown in their hearts. So what is, uh, what is, that's just the path that you walk on, that you tread. Yeah. That's hard ground. Hard ground. See, because if it went into soft ground, the bird wouldn't be able to get it because it's under the soil. So it's sitting on the path of hard ground, Okay. You need to ask yourself if this is you. Because I ask myself all the time, is this me? The Bible says that the word of God is a mirror. And it reveals to us who we are. We're to look into the word and, and, and we, we see our reflection in light of the word. Is this you? Because this heart had, had, had hardness to it, packed earth. Because the birds could just come and the seed sitting on the top and the bird could pick it away. Which means that people that think that they know everything, that are not teachable, yeah. that are not humble, yeah. that, are, that, are, that are know-it-alls. And there's a lot of people like that. And I especially find ministers, uh, ministers sometimes are more guilty of that than congregation members. because I mean ministers within the church because they've done their Bible school and they've done their seminary and they've got their something or whatever. And then they think they know it. And so what what they don't realize is that there's a lot more on a continuous basis to get, not just what they taught you in seminary. And other Christians that have been around, a lot of people that have been around for a while, maybe 30, 40 years in the faith. And they've sat and got, they've got so many volumes of notebooks from all the sermons, but they start to get an ego about them. Well, I've heard that before. And if you, and if you have that attitude, you basically, your heart could have been soft at one point, but now it's become packed earth and the seed sits on top, and the enemy will take it away. So you need to check, is the soil of my heart uh, proud and arrogant, and I know it all, because if it is, the seed of the word preached to me is going to just sit there, and before you even get home, it's gone. Now the next one, he says, uh, verse 16, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, Immediately receive it with gladness. Remember we talked a little while ago, a few weeks ago, about receive with gladness, the, 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 the preached word. They receive the apostles' doctrine with gladness. It matters how you receive the word. Now this person's doing a great job already. I mean, they've received the word with gladness. And it's not sitting on the top because they're not arrogant and, and, no, and, and unteachable. They're, they're humble enough and it's gone into them. And they're happy about it. Well, so far this is great. But the problem is they've got no root in themselves and so they endure for a time how many times lorraine have we seen this in 13 years oh this is the best church in the whole world oh i'm learning more than i've ever learned but i don't buy all that because of this you're glad you're thrilled but let's just give it six months let's give it a year let's give it five years because it's easy to get thrilled for that moment but inevitably something's going to rub you the wrong way and then what rubs you is more important than the words you've got. How many people? How many people, Jenny? We see them healed. We see them, their marriage is starting to get restored. Things are going great. But then all of a sudden, uh, something that is said by a guest minister or by me, or we have a, you know, I ask for extra money for this, or, or, or I have to discipline something here or whatever. And it's just like it's, like, it's amazing how they have instant amnesia. All that word that has helped change them. They're gonna give all that up to be right, to be easily offended because something rubbed them the wrong way. <laughs> like, like during the COVID time, you know, thank God we didn't lose more than about 20 people. Some churches lost half their congregation, some churches lost 50 to 75% of their congregation. Thank God we only lost a very small percentage. But, you know, the ones that did, you know, didn't matter how much their life was changing. Because they were exchanging the word and the revelation they've got because of a mask issue. Do you see how asinine that is? How ludicrous that is? Or they're exchanging it because they think we're not doing enough rules or we're doing too many rules or we're not talking about the vaccine enough. And there were people that were very upset with me for not talking about the vaccine more. And there were people that were very upset with me for talking about the vaccine at all. You can't please everybody. But they will exchange the revelation of the word that can save their souls, wash their minds and renew their thinking Because of some political issue or some whatever issue that they don't like So we don't get all excited because you're glad I'm just letting you know that It's good to be glad It's good to be thrilled But don't think that moves me one iota because it doesn't In fact, I just mark you I wonder if they're a stone because that's the the quality of the stone. All happy, just give it some time. Look at verse 17. They have no root in themselves and so they endure for a time afterward when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake. Immediately they are offended. Not everything's going to go perfect for you. Not everything is going to rub you the right way. And so, persecution and affliction for the word's sake, uh, there's tests and trials, but, but you can't just be thrilled when it was good. You've got to be thrilled when you're going through the t- persecution. Because that's when the word will work for you. Amen? But they get offended, and, then, and obviously that, that seed didn't produce, did it? The word preached didn't really have an effect on them. Now, there's another group. I know you know this, but it's important we talk about it. And these are they, Brother Greg, that were sown among thorns. Such as hear the word. And the cares so obviously it went in, it didn't they're not arrogant and unteachable, and they're not people that are easily quick to be offended. So this is a this is even a better group. But it's still not what we want. Because it goes they hear the word, it went into their heart. But the cares of this world the cares. Now that word care, I know we often say, you know, worries. And I'm not saying you can't use the word worries, but the Greek word for the word care is not the word worry. It's the word distraction. The English word distraction would be a better translation here. The distractions of the world. Oh boy. Oh boy. The distractions. Now it also can mean uh, care and worry, but its primary definition in the original language is distractions. So the, 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 the distractions. Now distractions can include Worrying. Oh, what are we going to do? But But a lot of people aren't worried at all. They're just distracted. Pastor, I don't care. I'm in faith, but I just can't come because I got to go to baseball. Do you understand? So it doesn't mean it has to be worry. It can just be distraction. Distraction is a a killer. It's a killer for your spiritual life. Because we're talking about people that are going to have a spiritual life. And that distraction will kill you. I'm telling you, it will. Now, see, now the cares, the distractions, or the cares, the worries of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches. In other words, thinking money is the goal. That's when you're deceived. Money is a tool, and we need it, and we need a boatload of it. So all of you get rich real quick. Because we need it to fulfill the plan of God. So money is a tool, but the deceitfulness of riches, the person believes that money is the goal that money is God, that mammon is number one, and they're deceived because the world is deceived and they go after money. We, we, we have money, we need money, we believe for money because it's a tool, but it's not our God, it's not our first priority, and we're not deceived into thinking it's number one. Right. Now, these kind of people, they took the word in and they didn't get offended, but all oh, they're distracted. All yeah. oh, they're worried. And oh, they think money isn't, they, they don't have, they don't think right about money. Yeah. That's maybe a better way to say it. People that don't think right about money. They don't act right about money. they has got an issue in their heart about money. I won't say who in case they're watching, and I sure hope you are. I won't say who. But somebody said recently to somebody that I know, uh, how are you going to fund these churches that God's planting? So the individual said, well, we fund the churches by people giving tithes and offerings. Well, shouldn't the head office be funding it? The head office? I guess we're the head office. Should the head office be funding it? No. That's not the way, that's not the system God created. The system didn't create for people to be lazy as lumps and sit there doing nothing so the head office can sacrifice and send that pastor his salary. No, sir, that is not the way it works. But you see, that person doesn't think right about money so when when, when 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 that individual said well you know we're believing God to raise up people that are going to be faithful in their tithes and offerings it makes them nervous what do you mean you're going to expect something from me uh-huh uh-huh I'm so glad the light has come on in your in your little small brain no I'm serious that's people that don't think right about money People that get offended when you ask for an, an offering to pay the parking lot. By the way, we need 15,000 more, so we're going to get that tonight. Now you see that was a good response. Sandy, I can see you're sweating, but you don't need to sweat. You don't need to sweat. They told us today they finally have agreed to pay the parking lot after a year and a half, and they finally agreed. And of course, the, the, but the owner said, uh, "Well, it's not 50 anymore; it's 65 including tax." So, so wait, that's okay. So whenever he said that to me, I said, well, we, I have, we have a supply. If we have to do the parking lot, the money will come in. God has a supply. The, he has to pay for it. Father, uh, it's, on, it's on your, you've got mail. You've got mail, Father. Like Jesse DiPlanet says, you've got mail. We need 15,000 more. Now you figure it out, Father, and touch whoever you're going to touch. And he will. Now your job is if he says something to you, and don't secretly, oh, God, no, please don't tell me, please don't tell me, please don't tell me, please don't tell me. Don't tell me. You know. Because we can all do that at times. But if he were to say, so $100, so $500 or whatever, in addition to what you've already sowed, in addition to what you're sowing November the 6th, then just obey him because on the other side of that, there's something he's got for you. So just trust him. It's all about faith. But people that don't think right about money, they're going to not go on spiritually. People that are distracted are not going to go on spiritually. People that are worried are not going to go on spiritually. And we see another category here. There's really four categories in this one verse alone. And it says, and the lusts of other things. The lusts. Now that word is a very interesting word. It's a long word in the Greeks. So I won't try to say it to you. But what it means is to long for what is forbidden. To long for what is forbidden. Poor old Eve lusted. She longed for something forbidden. This kind of person has a motive issue in their heart. So I'm just saying, you can can be hard-hearted and unteachable. You're dead shot in the water before you even get out of the harbor. You can be uh, taking the word, but you're just easily offended about everything. Everything bugs you. Like one person a while ago, they were disrupting the service. We gently told them. And, and then another minister, I asked to go gently tell them. They wouldn't listen. And so I went up to that. Very kind. I was very gentle. And I said, what's going on? Why are, you, why are you rebutting the people that I've sent to you? You're interrupting the service. You're breaking the flow and you're grieving the spirit. Oh, you should have heard them. After being with us five years. You should have heard them. I won't want to repeat the words they said. And uh, I said, I don't want to offend you. My job is not to offend you. My job is to teach you. Right. But if you're drawing attention to yourself and away from Jesus and everybody around you is looking at you because you're in the flesh, yeah. I don't put up with that. Yeah. Oh, the Holy Ghost is on me and you can't tell me about what the Holy Ghost does and the Holy Ghost comes on me and I can't stop. I said, no, that's that's lie. Yeah. That's false doctrine. You can control yourself yeah. all the time, even when the Holy Ghost comes on you. That's why Paul said it be done decently and in order. But some people, because of their Pentecostal background, have had false teaching. Well, after all that precious stuff that was changing, then they'd been healed under this ministry. That's right. Yeah. Things had been restored to them. Yeah. But just that one thing alone, Joey, just that one thing alone, yeah. that was the last time I ever saw them. Yeah. True. True. So, Jenny, you can't figure people sometimes. No. But we just have to keep going because there there is people that aren't going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But now you've got 75% that got a problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank God. Uh, Thank God we're believing for the whole church to be the 25%. Yes. Because in a typical group of people, you're going to have 75% that have a problem and that don't last. One is the people that think they know everything. So if that's you, change. You can change. One is people that are easily agitated and anything offends them. And they're going to give up this precious birthright for a bowl of lentils. Okay? So that, don't be like that either. And then the third one is a little bit more complex. But don't be distracted. You can do that just stay focused when when church is on come when when prayer time is on at home Get up and pray. Don't be distracted. Don't be worried because worry will kill you. Do you understand? What's the first one distraction? What's the second one worry? What's the third one not thinking right about money? Deal with your thoughts about money renew your mind about it. What's the last one? Longing for stuff that's wrong longing (laughs) It didn't just say tempted we're all tempted but this person longs to do wrong things something deep inside they'll never show you you just look at them at church and they'll look like the poster child but something inside them is is planning they're longing to do what to watch that filth they're longing to lie they're longing there's a longing in them for what is forbidden that's the lust of other things and God says now this is a character issue I don't want you worrying. I don't want you distracted. I want you thinking right about money and I don't want you loving sin. Yeah. Yeah. And if any of those four, then you're a thorn. Yeah. Yeah. In my side, <laughs> you're a thorn and you better watch it because now listen, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying it will hurt your going forward with God. Yeah. This is all about going forward with God. Yeah. Why? Because it's about harvest. Harvest of what? Harvest of the word. Yeah. These poor folks in the first three categories didn't have any bearing of fruit. Yeah. Do you understand? Now the fourth one, now these are sown, verse 20, uh, sown on good ground. Well, the last part of the last verse I never finished. The last of other things, entering and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit. None of the other ones brought forth fruit. Now listen, there's measures of fruit. Some are going to bring forth 30-fold fruit. Some are going to bring forth 60-fold fruit. And some are going to bring forth 100-fold fruit. In other words... Even on the category of 25%, only 8% bring forth full. Eight. There's there's another eight percent that are gonna bring forth quite a bit. And there's another eight percent, eight and a half, whatever, that is gonna bring forth just a little bit. But even under our twenty-five percent goal audience, there's still measures within that within that area. Do you understand? So the Lord said to me once, a little little while ago, and that's what I wanted to get to. He said to me, he said, uh, notice that it says here, only 30, 60, 100 fold bring forth fruit. Right? He said, now, how do you think when you hear the word on a subject and it goes into you, how do you think you get from that place of the seed going into good ground to bringing forth 30 fold fruit? And i got to be honest with you, my erroneous thought process, which I didn't even realize I really thought until I actually really analyzed it and talked to the Lord about it, is I said, well, Lord, I guess, I guess if you would ask me, I think that kind of the seed goes in by the preaching, and then it does something, and then because it's good soil, and it's starting to do something and germinate, and then the seed goes in again from the preaching, And then the seed goes in again from the preaching. I was looking at it kind of like, like, you know, the seeds are just every sermon. They're just, they're going in, they're they're going in and they're doing a little bit of something in there. I don't know if you ever thought about that way because we hear so many sermons. And so I just, we have so much seed going in. So I guess without even really thinking about it, my thought was, well, it's going to bring forth 30 fold if you listen to a lot of sermons. Because they're going to keep, the seed keeps going in. And it's going to do something. And, you know, eventually we're going to get a harvest on that. So you've got to listen and listen and listen to lots of sermons. I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to sermons. But the Lord said to me, he said, that's not how it works. He said, I didn't say that the seed kept going in, did I? Did, did it say that? It said the sower sowed the word. It didn't say sowed the word multiple times. That He sowed the word. The word went in and all of a sudden something happened and it brought forth fruit. But what happened? He asked me, he said, what happened? And I said, well, I really don't know. I mean, so I'm thinking, you know, I'll, I'll please him with my botany uh, power. So I said, well, you know, you need sunlight and you need rain. And so I think the sunlight represents your presence. So we have to be in your presence. And the rain represents the Holy Spirit. And so we need to pray in tongues. And we just keep hearing sermons. He said, be quiet. You're not, you're not a botanist. That, that has got nothing to do with it. You know how we try to find symbolic reasons for everything, right? The sun represents this, the rain, and the way to keep the grubs away, you know, that's being disciplined by the pastor. He's going to, you know, he said, be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. I said, well, Lord, explain this, how this works to me in a practical way. And it was so simple, Jenny. I don't really want to understand why I didn't really fully understand it, because I had to focus on much seed. not saying you don't need much seed, but that's not what the Bible talks about. He said to me, he said, you just need a bit of seed. Now, the more you hear on different subjects, you've got different seed on different subjects. So right now, in the soil of your heart, Taylor, which is definitely dark, rich, good soil. Go. <laughs> forgive me for lying, Lord. Um, yeah. But let's say in the field of his heart, there, is a seed, there are seeds on healing. Because yeah. he's heard messages on healing yeah. Yeah. so that's gone in there, but that's you've got a field Pardon in the pun But but you've got a field inside of you Of a lot of room for seed You have the capacity spiritually to take in a lot of sermons and a lot of seed because when a sermon is preached on finances That is seed that goes into this part of your lot right. your, your your field Do you understand? And then when you hear one on righteous living, that one goes down here and and you can fit. It's like a little plot. There's a little plots and each of those are that revelation. There's a lot of revelations in the Bible. So there's a lot of little plots in your field, in your heart. Do you understand? So you do need lots of seed. He said, I'm not saying you don't, don't tell them not to come because then they'll stop coming to hear you preach. It's, it's, you do need, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you brother. Uh, I appreciate his laugh. He, he, he makes it lighter for me uh, You do need lots of seed, but he said it's not about the volume of seed on the one subject yeah. right. Although on healing you could have a few sermons on that You can you know fill that little patch with quite a bit of seed, but a lot of people they never bring fruit on healing And they've heard 30 years worth of sermons on healing How much more seed do you need you filled that and now you've moved over to the adjacent lot and you've named that healing And it still doesn't produce some people have 90 lots of healing in their field and they don't have any fruit they're still sick what is it i said lord help me understand so there is a volume of seed but that's not really what this is saying although we know that there's so many subjects that you can have much revelation which is seed and all these and the lord answered me so simple he said some it's not the volume of the seed on the subject that is preached He said, it's the people doing the word on what is preached. When the seed comes in, the way it produces fruit is not to hear another 20 messages from 20 different preachers on the same subject. You've already got the seed. The way it works, the way it germinates, the way it starts to bring forth is the more you do it. The more you live it, the more you act on it, the more you say, this is my new way of doing things, the more you act. There is an execution on the word. The more you do it, the more that germinates and starts to bud and starts to bring forth. You don't need 20 sermons on healing to get healed. You need one sermon, one seed. If you will do that, you need one verse. There's hundreds. You just need one. And if you will meditate on that until it becomes a part of you and you will actually start to say it and believe it and do it and say this is my word, it's in my spiritual DNA, I'm not letting go of it and I'm going to do this word. I'm going to live this word. That's when the thing starts to work. And all of a sudden you start to see fruit in your life. So a lot of people can have a ton of seed, but because they don't act on the word, the seed sits there and doesn't do anything. And they hear sermon after sermon, decade after decade, and they don't have fruit. And then you get one person that's desperate, that maybe doesn't come from all this teaching, and they hear one message, and they go, I never saw that before. And they act on it, and immediately there's fruit in their life. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got to act on the Word. Let me make this statement to you. Uh, God can't do the Word until you do the Word. Do you understand? You got to do the word. Do you remember that phrase that I said to you, I don't know, a couple weeks back, I can't remember what it was, but there was a, there's a phrase that I meant that I said to you, and I said, if, if, the, if, if the people have the word, God has something to perform. Yes. God's not looking for the need, He's looking for the Word. Yes. But hold on now, let's take that a little bit deeper, because that's a general statement. Yes, God's looking for the Word, but He's not just looking for the Word because the word unacted on does nothing so god's not looking for the need he's looking for the word acted upon he's looking for the word lived not just the word because you can be a person with lots of word and tons of seed and it's not doing anything for you he is looking for the person that has the word and is acting on the word now because you have got the word and you're acting on the word from that perspective you're performing the word now God can get involved and he's got something to work with and he can now hasten his word, Jeremiah 1.12, to perform it for you. But he's looking for you to do your part. He's looking for you to perform it to the best that you can in terms of living it. What did he say? Uh, meditate on the word day and night. Hearken and that you may do according to all that is written therein. In other words, he's saying, don't just read it, Joshua. Don't just hear it. Don't just meditate and think and think and think and then don't do nothing. If you don't do nothing, it just sits there and doesn't produce anything. But when you observe or watch over yourself, observe means to watch over your actions to ensure that you are doing, executing, performing, living this word. Then you've got fruit. See, that's why you get that, 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 that tree growing inside you. You got to do it. You got to meditate on it. You got to listen to it. You got to do those things, but you got to do it. You've got to perform it, so to speak, so God can perform it. Once you start to act on it, once you start, then He said, then you'll prosper and have good success. You've got to do the word, and then God is something that He can come, involve Himself, and perform and do the miracle for you. Are you with me? Uh, he needs you to pour the water into the pots, but you don't. You can't change it into wine. But you got a part, and he got a part. If they just said, "Well, Lord, thank you for that instruction," and "Well, bless God," hallelujah, glory, and they do a little jig, would that have, would that have anything changed? they had to perform they had to execute they had to do the word because jesus gave them the word now that word that word that he spoke is the same word that we have it's in written form for us and the holy ghost can speak to us directly but jesus gave them basically the scripture because anything he said was scripture and he told them you go and pour now they just said amen so that's what people do amen so the seed goes in but there's no action So if you don't act on the word, it won't germinate and bring forth a harvest. But when they said, we're going to perform what you said, we're going to do it. We're going to live it. So they go and pour. They do the hard work. Now that they're performing, what does God do? I hasten my word to perform it. Now he performs what you can't perform. You perform the pouring, pretty simple. And he does a miracle and takes water and makes it wine. But you see, he can't, everybody wants him to do the wine, but nobody wants to do any pouring. Do you understand? Do you understand? I, God set me free from pornography. But then when that temptation comes, what they don't want to do is do the word. Because they don't feel like it. And the feelings kill them every time. Because it's not based on what you feel. You're never going to feel it. It's based on what you know and hear and what you believe and what you've decided and if that person says no No, and they pull the cord out of the computer if they have to And they stand up and walk around that room and say now I'm a doer of the word and not a hearer only I will perform what God's Word says I'm gonna live it I'm gonna do it and the Bible says put no evil thing before my eyes and I say in Jesus name. I'm not doing it now the power comes to turn the water into wine because I've poured the water in the pots now God's strength comes into the person and there's a oh yeah and you feel that anointing and and then before you know it the thought of that perversion is actually makes you want to vomit because you realize my God what was I even thinking and there's a repulsion you just had victory you, he just performed the word in your life because you performed it. You just had the seed of the word on, on righteous living now produced 30-fold in your life. But the person that goes, I don't feel like it, they won't do it. And then there's no, produ- there's no production of fruit in their life. I'm trying to say it, trying to help you understand It's not about how you feel. We are living in a sense-conscious world and a feeling-obsessed society. Everything is about how you feel. I don't feel this way. Nobody asks you how you feel. And if you tell your boss for much longer how you feel, you're not going to have a boss to even tell how you feel. Because he's going to find somebody that doesn't always want to tell him their feelings. I'm being honest with you. Well, God loves us. He's moved with the feelings of our infirmities or our weakness. He's moved with them, but didn't say that, that he feels compassion for us. But didn't say that that alone was enough for him to perform his word. He's performing his word because you do it you understand yes. so let me give you another example so there's a sickness you if we wake up you were fine the night before now you wake up and there's something wrong I don't know let's say your hips hurt and there's a pain Now, you bombarded instantly with thoughts you've got cancer you've got arthritis you've got brittle bone disease you've got some kind of tumor I mean the devil will just throw a bunch of lies at you just to try to make you afraid right. and then if you feel and there's a little bump well, oh, then it increases and the thoughts just go. Now you have a choice because you've heard, the seed of the word is in you on your authority and on healing. Yes. But if you don't do something at that moment with that word, there is no 30 fold coming forth for you. Do you understand? He can't perform anything because you won't pour the water. Yeah. But if you stop and say, no, 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 hold on. Just because a thought comes into my mind does not mean I'm obligated to think it. Because not every thought is from God. Some thoughts is my own fear, and some thoughts is the devil, and some thoughts is society. So I'm going to just quieten my mind. And I'm going to answer that, and I'm going to say, no, you don't, devil. I understand that that's real, and that pain is real. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But I tell you that I look to Jesus. And Jesus hung on that cross, and this pain, he will put on that cross. And he took it so that I don't have to take this. In fact, he took it so that I take my healing. So what I do, Father, is I do the word. See, I'm doing the word now. I'm not whining and calling my doctor. I'm doing the word. See, as I do it, it starts to germinate and bring forth a harvest. On what? On healing, because that's the word on healing. And I start to say, Father, in Jesus' name, I speak to that. I speak to that thought first, and I command you to go. And then answer exactly what the devil said to you. No, I don't have cancer. No, I don't have this. No, I don't have that. No, I don't have any of that. I'm the healed of the Lord. Whatever this is, it has to obey. Lord, if I've missed it somewhere, if I've opened a door, show me. But unless you show me, I have to thank you that your healing power is working. So I'm doing the word. Now he has something to work with. Now he can perform his word because I've begun performing his word. I've poured water, Jenny. Now that now he can make it wine. But you see, what most people do is they get afraid. Do you understand? And they and they forget everything they've been taught. And they just go into a Why? Because you're feeling obsessed. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what your body feels. It doesn't matter what your mind feels. It matters what you believe. Wigglesworth would say all the time, I'm not moved by what I see, and I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what I believe, and I believe the Word of God. And that's why he had the miracles. That's why he was never sick. That's why he had breakthrough, because he wasn't a sense-conscious, obsessed individual. And I'm telling you, we really are in this society. Yeah. Everybody is obsessed with their feelings. And I'm not trying to be mean because feelings are real, but if you don't deal with those feelings, I'm telling you. So uh, don't be hard-hearted and stubborn and proud and unteachable. Don't be offended. Please, don't be distracted. Don't be worried. Don't think wrong about money and don't long for sin. And if you can just take those boxes off. If you can take those off, now you're in a category to receive, but you're not done yet. Because you still have to do the word. Just because you're in the 25 doesn't mean you're scot-free. You've got to do the word. And if you just do it a little bit, well, Lord, okay, I believe I'm healed. But you're not really, you're going to get 30. And listen, 30 means you still have to go get surgery. 30 means you still have to get yourself to take the the chemo. But if you do it harder and if you stay with it and Lord, I'm doing it. I am not letting this go. I meditate until I got on the inside of me and I observe to do. I am doing the word. I'm not just meditating on it. I'm doing the word. Kenneth Hagin with the thing on his daughter's eye. He knew he had enough sense to know I'm tired. I'm on the road for I, I believe in this, but it's not where it needs to be. So instead of just speaking and nothing happening, he took three days. Every hour, on the hour, he would sleep and he'd wake up and meditate on healing. This is the great Kenneth Hagin. What did he do? He was doing Joshua. He was meditating on the Word until the Spirit bore witness, your faith is where it needs to be. Then what did he do? He did it. He didn't just whine about it and say, go make a doctor's appointment. He spoke from his hotel room. I cursed that thing and I commend it to die. And the next morning she woke up and it's gone. But you notice that he didn't just do the Word until he had meditated, until his faith was at a certain level. So there is seasons where you have to spend more time meditating to build, especially when you're tired, especially when you're under attack, especially when you're physically exhausted and busy. Take more time to meditate. Take more time to meditate. Take more time to meditate. And the Holy Ghost will tell you when you're ready. Then when you're ready, use that authority and speak and do it. Do it. Do it. And then the power will show up. You see, he poured the water. Now God made it into wine. He couldn't heal the thing on her eye. God could only heal it, but God was not going to do his part unless Kenneth Hagin did his part. Are you with me? It's very important that we do the Word. Now, can you read with me? Are you still okay? Are you? Okay. Uh, I want you to remember... Okay, let me say one more example before I give you the scripture. Another great example is being offended. Now, when, when something goes wrong and you're offended with somebody, you, you can sit there. Now, the seed of the word on offense is inside you. Now, you can choose to do that word and have it bear fruit and actually work for you. In other words, you, you can choose to pour water so that his power can come and help you. Or you can choose just to go with what you feel. If you go with what you feel, you're not doing the word so you can feel hurt and offended about something or someone or whatever and you can just let that fester like a cancer and it gets infected and it starts making it worse or you can do the word now what would be the doing of the word i have the mind of christ and i'm and i belong to christ and therefore i am not offended i'm not an offended person because the bible says to me that 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 i'm to be sincere and without offense until the day of the lord jesus christ And so right now I speak, I can preach it, but if you don't live it, it's not going to work for you. But it works for me because I do it. I speak to that offense. I speak to those thoughts that are coming into my mind against my brother, against my sister, against my pastor, against my spouse. Because the one he wants you to get offended with the most is your spouse. I speak to those thoughts and I speak to that offense and I say you are not welcome in my heart or in my mind. I rebuke you in Jesus name. I am not an offended person. I have the mind of Christ in Jesus name and you start to push back against those thoughts of offense. Don't welcome them. Don't coddle them and don't say well let's just see if there's any truth to what this thought is really saying because I promise you there's truth to it. The devil's not stupid. He will bring you example after example after example of how that spouse has failed you and how you don't agree with them because the rat poison is 99 percent harmless and 1 toxic and he will bring much much examples to you about their bad and and you can't engage that to do the word you answer it right away say no you don't in jesus name now if you do that you've just poured water now the power of god will come and you'll feel that strength come into you and you'll feel that love take hold of you and you'll be like oh praise god this stuff really works And it's as real as getting that healing. Getting rid of that offense is as real as getting healed in your hips. Getting rid of that offense is as real. It's as real as getting that new job and having that financial breakthrough. It doesn't matter the subject. You've got the seed of the word on hundreds of subjects. You've got more than enough seed, believe me. Okay. What you need to do is live it, act it, start to engage, start to perform the word that you have. And if you'll do it, it was the power of God. Remember, remember, you pour, He does His power to turn water into wine. You to, you start, you start saying, in Jesus' name, you start standing, you start engaging, you start doing the word. Don't just meditate on it, meditate until you do it. That's what Joshua 1 8 says. Observe to do according to all that is written therein, and you'll make your way prosperous and have good things. Do it as you do it, you're pouring water. You're doing your part. Now the power will He always comes. God never lets someone pour water without turning it into wine. If you don't have your miracle, it's because you didn't pour. He always is faithful. He never leaves you alone. If you don't have it, it's because you didn't pour it. It's not because he sat back and decided not to help you every time you pour he turns it into wine every single time if it's not miraculous it's not happening it's because you're not pouring but i come to church not good enough but i hear the word and i love it not good enough but i'm not offended not good enough but i'm not distracted still not good enough are you doing what you hear i'm serious are you doing it a while ago i woke up i was fine when i went to bed sandra and I woke up, man, I was sick. I mean, sweet fever, sweating. You know that awful feeling? Yeah. Your throat sore. And you're like, oh, and then I'm immediately thinking of what I, have, what I have tomorrow. What I have tomorrow. Can I cancel whatever I have tomorrow? Which is the wrong thought. I shouldn't be thinking of canceling. Because that's failure. But, but I immediately go into that emergency mode. And I get up and I'm covered in sweat. And I go to the bathroom. And I, oh God, oh God. And the Holy Ghost is so kind. I got to see the word inside me. And not going to help me if I don't pour the water. And I hear him say, answer it. Oh, but Lord, but Lord. Oh, I, oh God, Lord, Lord, Lord. And, that, you, you know, you got their horse throat and you think that he's feeling so sorry for you. Lord, I can, I can barely say your name. Lord, Lord, help me, help me. Help me is not going to work. He already helped me. He helped me 2,000 years ago. You don't have to say help me, because he's not going to help you. That's the key's in your pocket, son. The key's in your pocket. I told you to bind and loose keys in your pocket. Yeah. You can pour. If you pour, I'll always turn it into wine. But you need to pour, boy. Yeah. But, but but Lord, I don't feel the strength. The pot's heavy. I don't want to lift up that pot to pour. I'm weak. Lord, I'm weak. I got glaucoma and I'm weak. <laughs> <You know. laughs> you know. I'm sorry. It's this one old man I know everything is his glycoma no matter what the problem is He could be sleeping with another woman, but it's because of his glycoma I, I Anyway, sorry. I shouldn't have said that Lord 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 eh, eh, Lord lord Please be merciful. That's not the right prayer He was merciful two thousand years ago Help me. That's not the right prayer. He helped me two thousand years ago. I'm trying to help you And I remember standing I, I, I'm just a real guy like you It's pitch black it's, I'm tired. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. I feel like, like a truck ran over me. I didn't go to bed that way, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know what game the devil's playing, but he sure came in that room because I feel like I'm, gonna, I'm done. I'm going to be in that bed for three days. But you see, the Holy Ghost will help you in that moment of infirmity, but you got to do your part. Answer it. I, I just don't feel like it, Lord. I feel like I need somebody to hug me, I feel like I need my wife to comfort me. I feel like I need her to put a cold cloth on my head and give me a soft back massage. That's what I need right now. And when she's done that, she can move onto my feet because they're swollen. I, I, need, I need a cool cloth on my feet and I need a foot massage. Maybe do a pedicure while you're at it, Jenny. I don't know, just, I just need something. No, because that's how you feel. I need help. I need somebody to love me. I need somebody to comfort me. Oh God, Lord, Lord, I can barely speak Lord. I'm telling you, you're laughing, but this is exactly what we do. When you're feeling that bad, you will go into emergency mode. You'll go into help me mode. You'll go into who can, who can I tell my, my tale of woe to so they will feel sorry for me. And that's not, that's not faith. And so, listen, he'll help you. You don't, in that bathroom, I don't feel under the anointing. I'm not mm. devil. Hm. I bind you. I mean, I'm not like that at all. I'm feeling low and I'm feeling down, just like you. I'm just like you. I'm telling you that you can do this. Yeah. And with my hoarse voice, I did answer it out loud. And I said, no. I mean, I mean, I was hoarse. No. No, you don't. And then I thought, that actually sounds pretty cool. It kind of sounds like, <laughs> like the, the Godfather, right? I remember thinking, this is kind of like the Godfather. I'm just weird. And so I started to enjoy it. And I said, no, no, you don't. At first, I was saying it just so I could hear myself. But, but then, my, but then, see, you start in the flesh, but you wind up in the spirit. But then, but then I, I got serious about it. I forgot what I sounded like. And I said, you know, I did that a few times. And like, you know, huh, I got an offer for you, devil. And you know what I mean? I got an offer. You can't refuse. You can't refuse the offer. But then after I did that for about 30 seconds, I thought, Craig, stop it. What are you doing? You're standing here in the middle of the bathroom with your robe on in the middle of the night with a fever. Don't do the Godfather thing right now. And I said, now listen. I said, I speak to you in Jesus' name. Now, I was serious then. The jokes aside. I said, I speak to you. I commend you to get off my body. Jesus took this. He did not bear this so that I would have to wake up sick. I won't insult what he did by taking this filth. This is filth. Sickness is filth. It's from the devil and it's filth. I will not insult what Jesus did for me by letting this stay on me for one more minute. You took it, Jesus. You paid it for me. I will honor what you did. Now I said, now you get off me. Guess what? No bells, no whistles, whistles, no angel wings. I can feel the brush of angels. There was no brushing of no angel's wings. I felt just as rotten as I did before I said it. But the difference is I poured the water and I went back to that bed and I got in that bed and I lay there and I said, Father, I thank you. I go to sleep now in faith. I go to sleep in faith and I closed my eyes and I woke up the next morning and it was about 85 percent gone. And I woke up and I know how sick I was. It doesn't go just go like that on its own. And I woke up and I got up and I said, I heard the Holy Ghost say, speak to it again, son. Eighty five percent is not a hundredfold. And I said, now I command you 15%, you get off me. And then sometimes he'll prompt you, other times he won't. So just follow his leading. But I, in my heart, I heard him, I heard him prompt me. Now I command that, it's got, tell, tell it, you got, you got till I leave the house. Yeah. Now he doesn't always say that, but in that case, I said, you got till I leave the house to get off me. I'm serving you notice. 15%, not 14.9, all 15% of you. You've got till I get in that truck to get off my body. I am not going down to work feeling this way. You have no right, you filth. You get your filthy hands off me and I command you in Jesus' name, loose me and let me go. Jesus, I thank you and I praise you that you're my master healer. Let your power come and work in me now. See, what if I I just poured more water and his power is now turning that into wine. He'll always do the miracle for you. He'll always do the work, the supernatural work for you if you'll do your pouring. But the problem is people don't want to pour because it's too heavy and because they're not in the mood and because they're tired and because they don't feel like it. And it's easier to call the prayer tower in Tulsa and let them, but but listen, you'll only get, God only do that for a while for you because you're lazy. Eventually that's not, those prayers aren't going to work either. You can call anybody. You can call Brother Copeland. His prayers aren't going to work for you either. Because eventually you're going to have to stand and do this yourself. Praise God. I just keep hearing the Holy Ghost say, if they'll pour, I'll turn. If they'll pour, I'll turn. If you'll do it, Deanne. If you'll just be bold enough to do it, God will always come through for you. He'll never leave you in the lurch. He'll never embarrass you. But I'm telling you, you don't feel like doing it. Do you understand? When that person offends you, you don't feel. Oh My God, you don't feel like saying, I forgive you. I'm sorry for my part. And sometimes you can barely bring yourself to do that. But if you'll do the word, you'll pour the word. If you'll pour the word, he'll turn the supernatural power on. And it will change your situation around. But you've got to do the word. Are you with me? It's 857. Let me read you one more scripture. And then you've been a wonderful... I don't like to say audience because you're not an audience, but you've been a wonderful group, congregation. Genesis 3.1, quickly now, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, yea, and again I say yea, hath God, hath God said, hath God said, are you sure God said this? You see, planting doubt. You will not eat of the tree, every tree of the garden. See, God didn't say you didn't eat of every tree. He said you can't eat of that tree. You see how he twisted it? And the woman said to the but we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, neither shall you touch it unless you die. God didn't say that. Are you with me? Yes. God didn't say that. She misquoted it. God didn't say you can't touch it. God said you can't eat it. He said, tend all the trees. That means you got to prune them. That means you got to take care of them. They could touch the knowledge of the tree of the good of evil all they wanted. They could stroke that stuff. They could sit under its shade. They could sit behind it They could talk to the leaves. They could do whatever they want He didn't say you can't touch it. He said you can't eat it yeah. Now you see he's already put doubt in her mind. Did God say you can't eat any tree? Right. No, God said I can't touch or eat this one. No, no, it's not what God said. You see what? She didn't know the word yeah. She didn't know the word Whose fault is it? Before you too hard on Eve yeah. Before you're too hard on Eve Eve missed it, but before you're too hard on Eve, who got the word First Hubby. And what did Hubby not do? Teach his wife the word. He didn't teach his wife the word. He 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 just he wasn't melancholy detail oriented. And it cost the whole human race. We need more melancholies, Jennifer, and would save the human race. He didn't say, Now listen, now listen, woman. You listen to me. This is what God said. This is exactly how he said it. This is exactly what he said. Now write that down. Write it down, I said. Write it down. Like you do the grocery list when we go pick all the fruits. Write it down. He said, don't eat of it. He didn't say anything else. Don't eat of it. Now now that snake comes, he said, did God say you can't eat anything? She goes, no, I wrote it down. God didn't say that. He said, I can't eat of this one. She didn't know it, buddy. She did not know it. It's kind of hard jenny to do the word if you don't even know the word We're talking about doing it, but you have got to know it the seed has to go in You've got to know that god wants to heal you every time and that no sickness is impossible You need to know that he wants to prosper your business every time and that no, that having a lack of clients is not his will You've got to know the word and then you have got to do the word. She didn't know it and she didn't do it jenny You shall not eat it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God has known the day that, that you eat thereof that your eyes will be opened. You'll be as gods. What an idiot. They were already gods. They're gods. The Bible called them gods. They were gods. He had dominion over the fish. Do you know what that means in the, Greek, in the Hebrew? He could swim water without breath. To have dominion means to be able to do exactly what the creature that you have dominion over can do exactly he could speak and they would obey him he was a superman he was a super person i'm serious i can't prove it but you can't disprove it but i know a lot of preachers believe that he could fly just like we can do without glorified bodies because he had dominion over birds now one group says he could speak to the birds and they'd obey him and come another group says that he could fly and join them if he, because to have dominion means you have to be able to do what they do Whichever you believe, that whether it was just words or whether it was words mixed with action, doesn't really matter. The point is, he was a master human. He had everything, Jenny. He had everything. (laughs) He was already a God, a small God. And the devil wants to make you think that you're not who you are. You've already been made a king and a priest. He wants you to think that, you know, if you do what I say, I'll make you rich. If you do what I say, I'll make you rich. You're too late, devil. He's already made me rich. I'm a king already. You can't offer me something better than what Jesus gave me. And that's what Eve should have said. You're too late. I'm already a God. You can't make me a God. He's made me one. But you see, she didn't know who she was. And she didn't know the word. And she didn't do the word. I'm telling you, this is, this is basic stuff. But you've got to know the word and you've got to do the word. Yes. Yeah. For God has known the day your eyes will be opened, as God's knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the tree, was good for food. And was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her <laughs> he didn't even fight it <laughs> the devil didn't even have to talk to him notice there's no there's no reference to the devil talking to adam she gave it to her husband and he did eat <laughs> what you're the one that got the instruction you don't even argue a little bit with the devil at least she argued not knowing the word, not doing the word. You notice that? Poor Adam. Either he was beaten down, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to speculate. I, don't want, to speculate. I don't want to speculate. All I know, Jenny, is that if you give me something, I want to please you. But if God already said not to do it, and you asked me to do it, I should have enough fortitude to say, well, let me, let me at least question the snake. He didn't even question the snake, he just. <laughs> So before you give eve the hard rap at least she tried she misquoted she didn't know anything but adam didn't teach her either so really adam's the real thank you deanne thank you Deanne is very excited at this um i'm a little concerned Deanne. i'm gonna to have to pray for you a little bit more now just real quick we're almost done then jesus come on now you know where i'm going matthew 4 1 you should be already there matthew 4 1 they know, you know where i'm going jenny right because this is the this is the new testament parallel to genesis 3. And then Jesus went out do the spirit of the wilderness, and he was tempted to the devil. When he fasted four days and four nights, he was after hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if you be the son of God, yeah. see, if, yeah. question, doubt. If you be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, Jesus knows the word. Yeah. Because at 12, he was smarter than the PhD. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Eve, you don't know nothing. And Adam, Adam forgot everything that he knew because he didn't even talk to the snake. But he's the second Adam. And the second Adam is going to pass the test where the first Adam failed. And when the first Adam bought humanity into disgrace, Jesus is going to bring us into glory. Yeah. And so what is he do When he says, uh, command these stones, yeah. if you're the son of God, if, see, doubt, if, command the stones to be made bread. Right. And he said, now, it is written. See, so he's using the word because he knows the word. Yeah. And he's specifically answering bread. Yeah. The devil says, you're going to die of cancer. Don't just say no. That's right. yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm not going to die of cancer. When, Wiggles, when, when Esther was casting the devil out of in the Bilibid prison of Clarita, and that devil would curse and say, and curse the blood of Jesus, he'd say, No, the blood of Jesus is not that. Yes. And he'd say, You're this. Uh, no, I'm not that. Everything he said, he answered it. Yeah. Everything he said, he's answered back in the affirmative or in the negative, whatever the devil was saying. When the devil said, you do, If you're God, do the bread, he answered back with bread. Yes. He didn't just say no, he was specific. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be specific. Notice now, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He passed the test because he knew the word, and he did the word, and he spoke the word. And he spoke specifically to the threat that the devil gave, which in this case was bread. Right? And then the devil takes him up to a high, to the holy city, and sits on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said, if, see again, if, you be the son of God, cast yourself down. <laughs> For it is written... He's going to quote the Bible? Satan's going to quote the Bible, Jenny? For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against his own. Is that what it says? You see, you guys don't even know the Bible. That's not what it says. If you read Psalm 91, that's not what it says. He added a couple words here. Do you know what he added? Taylor, what did he add? Lest at any time he added three words the bible doesn't say less at any time that means you can do it whenever you want right. but god said if you're in that emergency the angels will catch you up yeah. lest you dash your foot against so not less whenever you choose right. less at any time see he added to the word to try to get jesus confounded but jesus knew, knew the yeah. word yes. and then he acted yes. on the word he did the word by answering yeah. yes, sir. and he answered with the word you do what Jesus did, you'll win every battle. Yes. But you see, you've got you to actually answer, Jenny. You've got to pour the water before the power will show up. You've got to answer and know the word enough to answer it. Are you with me? Yeah. Woo, and Jesus said, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Because he's tempting him. Lest at any time is temptation. So he's answering specifically, no, you're not going to tempt. I know, now what he's saying is, I know what you did. You added You added less at any time, meaning you want me to test God. So I'm going to answer the specific threat, and I'm going to say, you will not test the Lord. Do you see that? And again, the devil takes him up to exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said to them, all these things will I give thee. See, because remember, he was the God of the earth. If you fall down to worship me. And Jesus said, get thee, hence Satan, for it is written. (laughs) I love it. For it is written. For it is written thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. He said, worship me. And he said, the worship belongs to the Father. Okay. Turn the bread. You don't live by bread alone. Test God. I won't test God. You see what he's doing? Yeah. He knew the word. You got to know it. And then he answered, which is doing the word. When you answer, you do the word. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm going through stuff, I always try to answer. I don't always do it because I'm about a religious duty or, or being legalistic, but I try to answer with the word. And I'll say, like another thing, I said when I was sick, I said, "The word of God says." And Matthew, if you don't know where it is and you don't know what it says, then how can you say it? Yes. The word of God says in Matthew eight seventeen, He took my in sickness and yes. He bore my infirmity. Amen. He took it. Yes. I will not take it. Get off me. Amen. And then other times there'll be another verse. He sent His word and He healed me. Just say whatever verse rises up. You don't have to write 17 verses. Just one will be more than enough power. Jesus faced Satan himself. And he just spoke one scripture with each temptation. So you don't have to do multiple scriptures if you don't want. It was good enough for Jesus. One is good enough for you. You just have to know it and you have to do it. Do you realize that Eve took the full fury of Satan's power? Don't judge her too quick because, I don't know, I think even if she had passed a test, And even if adam had passed the test we know that rotten kid of hers was going to fail it for sure he can't even get along with his brother without cracking his head open you think well if it wasn't for adam and eve we'd all be in the garden today no we wouldn't because the very next generation would have ruined it and if they hadn't have ruined it their kids would have ruined it we were doomed okay we're doomed you can't trust people that we were doomed but thank God Jesus came and he took what they brought us into rottenness and he said, I'm going to bring you into fresh glory. And I'm going to tell you how to deal with that rascal. I'm going to tell you how to deal with that snake. This is what you do now. Do what I do. Find the scripture. Know it. Don't let him talk you out of it and don't let him twist it and pervert it on you. Like, well, maybe God will heal sometimes when he's in the mood. That's not what it said, devil. He said he took it from me. Now I command you to go. See, now when you do it, Answer the thing with the word. Live the word. Do the word. Don't just meditate on it. Do it. Now power starts to flow. Now that seed, Jenny, starts to blossom. And now before you know it, you've got a harvest of it actually working in the area of healing. You've got a harvest of it working in finances. You've got a harvest of it working in the love walk. You've got a harvest of it working in favor. You've got a harvest of it working with your angels doing things. It does work. It does work if you do it. The goal is not to hear a million servants, but you need to keep coming because more seed needs to go in. The goal is to do what you hear. Do what you hear. Do what you hear. And you know when this starts? Right now, because when you leave, maybe somebody's going to annoy you in the hallway. Now you have a choice to do the word and walk in love. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean it we got to do it, not be offended with each other. Amen. we got to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. thank you. It just come up in my heart, Father. If they'll pour, if they'll pour I'll turn. If they'll pour, I'll always turn. I'll never leave them high and dry. I'll make that water wine every time. My supernatural power will intervene every time. They'll never fail. I'll help them every time. But the problem is a lot of people are just sitting and telling me how heavy the pot is instead of doing the word and pouring it out. Oh, Father, let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. Let us meditate so that we may observe to do. (laughs) And then we will make our way prosperous and we'll have good success. Father, we want to be doers of the word and not hearers only. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you for it. Lord, every person that has come here tonight and those that are watching, they took time out of their schedules, out of their busy lives to put you first, Father. Whether they're here, whether they're watching, Lord, they took time to put your word first. I thank you that the seed of the word now goes into their soil of their hearts. And I thank you by faith that every heart here is the 25% heart. And I thank you that it goes in. And now if they will just live this and do it, that seed will start to bring forth a harvest. The more they do it, the closer they'll get to a hundredfold. The less they do it, they might only get two or three or four or fivefold. We want, we want the hundredfold, Father, but it's going to take some effort. We want the word to work for us. We want the supernatural power of God to turn our water into wine. So we thank you for it, Father, that we're going to be doers as of tonight. And we're going to start right now as the service ends. And that starts with this offering. And Lord, if there's something that you want them to sow, then let them do the word. Let them do the instruction of the Spirit in their heart. And when they leave this building, let them do the word in their love walk. Let them do the word when they drive home. Tomorrow when they're at work and they're tempted or there's an issue, let them do the word. Let them love the Word so much that they fall in love with the Word all over again. Let them love their Bible and love reading it and love memorizing it and love meditating on it and love doing it. We love your Word. Your Word is truth. And we give you praise. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen.